Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears that hold so many of us back. Now, today's topic is a real interesting one because on one hand, it can be dry and boring. And on the other hand, it can be something that prevents people from doing what they want. And not that they don't have enough of it, but in my mind, because they are probably using it for the wrong things. And I'm talking about money. Today, I'm chatting to Canna Campbell about money. Can is no relation to me, but she's someone who empowers, inspires, and educates people about financial well-being. She is the sole reason why my wife, Inga, is even remotely interested in money, investing, and reducing debt. And with over 2 million views on her Sugar Mama YouTube channel, Kanna is educating people across the globe. Why is Kanna so successful, and how does she connect with so many people? She breaks down the complexity of money into simple terms so anyone can digest it and understand it. In this episode, we discuss minimalism and money, meditation, letting your guard down, and something I really loved, 1-800-HELP-ME-CALLS to your friends. Kanna is at the top of her game, and she is reinventing the rules. There are some big nuggets in this one, and I just know you're going to love my conversation with Kanna Campbell. Kenna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very well indeed. And whereabouts in this beautiful world do I find you today? I am in Sydney, Australia. Oh, lovely. Now, I need to clarify that we are both Campbells, but we're not related <laughs> unless there's something that I've missed along the lines. Yeah, we're definitely not related. <laughs> okay, cool. So it, there's actually an interesting story about how I learn about you. Um, my wife, Inga, who you know and does all the beautiful illustrations for mm. your website and YouTube channel. Well, when Inga and I first met, it didn't take that long for her and I to realize that I would be the one looking after the finances of the uh, household. Inga, <laughs> Inga was one of those people that um, was paying off a car loan. She loved to shop. She would put international mm. travel on her credit card. <laughs> and um, yep. back, back then, she just didn't have this inkling or interest in understanding money mm. fast forward a few years and I'm sitting at our kitchen bench and Inga comes in talking about investing and <laughs> I look at her nearly falling off my chair and I'm like where is all this coming from and she's like oh, I've been watching sugar mama tv on youtube <laughs> I'm so proud of her that's great <laughs> yeah it, it was it blew me away so Kanna I guess <laughs> You need to tell me this story about Sugar Mama. Um, so, um, I mean, obviously I'm a financial advisor and I have been a financial advisor, um, pro I think for uh, close to sort of 14 years or something crazy like that. I, I got into the industry, to, oh, maybe no, 15 years. I got in the in into the industry at a very young age and I worked part-time while I was at university. So I've kind of been really engrossed in the thick of it for a long time and um, initially what happened was, I mean, obviously I help people, um, manage money and build money and, um, 
and create you know financial freedom and and take away sort of financial stress that's that's what my bread and butter is but um i would go you know i'd catch up with my girlfriends and they'd ask me the most bizarre questions about money and i was like sitting there like bizarre questions like how do you how do you how do you pay your mortgage like how do you how do you pay off would you mean you pay off your credit card every month but, but like how, and like, I'd see these girls kind of scratching their head in like looking mesmerized. And then I would be sort of, I could he- hear alarm bells going off my head going, hang on, you know, why is, why is one of my best friends, you know, in mountains of, of debt? How does she not know that you're supposed to pay off your credit card? Um, uh, you know, how does, has, you know, a friend not know how to pay her mortgage or, yeah. or can't seem to, um, you know, and I could sort of see this, like they were coming to me like with this, sort of not desperation, but this like plea to like explain things and show things. And, and you know, that whenever I sort of sit down and go, okay, well, this is how you do it. And this is why it's so important. They'd like, they would just have this like aha moment and they'd be like, wow, that's incredible. And I'd be like, oh my God, this is basic stuff. But then I real I realized this is not taught in school. Like, and I, I mean, it was foolish of me to assume people would know that just the basic elementary finance, um, you know, with school, we taught about how to balance profit, you know, balance sheets, profit mm. and loss statements, how to, you know, marketing behind business and growth and strategies. No, no, no schools or very few schools teach um, people around personal finance. And that makes sense because, I mean, I have clients who are managing directors of, of you know, multi-million dollar organizations and, and I have to help them with their personal finances. So, you know, it was silly of me to assume my girlfriends would know you know, how to do that as well. Um, so I guess from that I realized, okay, there's a whole, there's a, there's a gap. There's people who need to learn this stuff because once, once my girlfriends understood it, they were able to turn around their financial situation and they felt so much better about themselves. They felt so much, I could see they were just at peace with themselves and, and they were excited and they embraced the idea of not just being out of debt, but also like having savings and starting to invest and those sorts of things. So, um, I, from there, I guess um, I had a client, Chloe Morello, who is, um, you know, an incredible YouTuber. She's got about 1.5 million subscribers, and she's a client of mine. Um, and I look after her um, money and help her guide her and advise her as to what to do with, you know, her hard-earned money. And Chloe said to me, you know, you should really do your own YouTube channel. Girls need to know this stuff. Um, and I was always like, Chloe, I'm way too busy, you know, um, with SAS Financial and, and, you know, looking after my son and dogs. And, but then sort of one night I was like sitting on the sofa on a Saturday night and I was like, actually, why not? Why don't, why don't I give this a good go? And, um, I went and saw a kinesiologist, um, to help guide me and, you know, work out which way I go and, um, which approach I take. And, and she gave me some great advice and, and then, um, it just kind of exploded and, um, and Chloe has been incredibly supportive and I owe a lot to her um for my growth because she's you know every now and again she mentions me or she, yeah. we've done a video together and that has obviously been incredibly powerful um in in you know building my awareness and, and people finding out about my channel so um it's just gone from there and you spoke about sas financial as well and so is mm-hmm. that that's the more i guess corporate side of yeah of the business so SAS Financial is my financial planning practice. It's 10 years old. Um, it's a fee-for-service practice. It's where I look after individual people. Um, Sugar Mama TV is purely an educational platform. Um, 
and uh, it's all about you know financial empowerment, motivation, and literacy. Uh, so yeah, SAS Financial is actual pl financial planning practice where I deal with people one on one, whereas um, Sugar Mama is is yeah is basically um, yeah it's a it's a YouTube channel and it's obviously got the Sugar Mama. Um, website where there's even more information that people can to, can learn about money and money management, but um, the key sort of background is the YouTube channel. And let's not sneeze at that YouTube channel. You've got over forty four thousand subscribers, and collectively your videos have been seen by millions. So it's um, it's really influential. Um, and the thing that I really love about it, and you kind of touched on this, is that your videos break down the complex. Um, and you really simplify it so everyone can understand. And you also have this great blend of financial advice with lifestyle advice. So can you just yeah. explain a little bit more about, I guess, how you bring those two together? Okay, well, I guess around the, um, you know, the breaking down, I'm, my videos are pretty short, like they're, they're bite size. If I, if I was to do an hour video talking about financial planning, people would fall asleep. <laughs> like, um, I tr and I try and... The thing I think with finance, especially, you know, if you don't come from a, a finance background, picking up the Fin Review is is um, a little bit intimidating. There's lots of technical jargon, so I guess I try and to make it approachable for people, and so that they have that aha moment. I use very simple analogies. Um, you know, yesterday I was in a meeting and we were talking about credit scores, and I was saying the credit score system is so important because it's like it's like the scales. If you you know, and I. And I Made sort of gave it a, a, like a metaphor and analogy so that people got it and then they realized how important the credit scores was and they can now make the changes um, that they need to. But um, I guess with the, what happened in doing the YouTube videos and them growing, my subscribers, I guess, you know, I, and as my guard came down, because if I look at my first video versus my most recent one, I've really opened up and mm. uh, and showed people. And, and um, subscribers have been so incredibly kind and supportive and, and given such fantastic, um, you know, feedback, um, both positive and, and constructive. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel a connection to my subscribers. So what I did was I, um, with lots of the requests that came in, and I'm really quite adamant about listening to what my subscribers want, um, you know, they were asking questions about, um, um, I guess, my life, uh, my life with my son Rocco, um, uh, you know, the fact that I'm a single mother and, like, how I cope and, um, uh, you know, things about my dogs and some of the sort of lifestyle followings that I'm quite passionate about, one of which is um, minimalism and how I incorporate that in, into, my, into my world and, and also just questions like along style and um, capsule wardrobes and, um, you know, fitness and, and things that I do on a, I guess, a daily basis or weekly basis to try and help my life run as smoothly as possible. Because a lot of subscribers know that my marriage actually ended within, I think, about one or two weeks of me launching my YouTube channel. So, and I mentioned, you know, like it's so they've sort of watched me go through a, a wow. tough year and I feel a, a bond to them. And, and I'm happy to share with that because, you know, people then share stuff with me and it's, it's a, it's a beautiful connection. And, and like touching on that, when you said that you, you let your guard down, mm. I'm, I'm sure that there must be a lot of moments where you, you do feel vulnerable about just putting yourself out there. Mm. Did you have any fears or hesitations? Yeah, and I, absolutely. And I, and I still do. Um, but at the end of the day, I, my, I really value authenticity and honesty. And, um, 
I don't want to put off this act that my life is perfect and I'm happy all the time and I have this amazing level of energy. I mean, yes, I I am those things, but also I have, you know, down moments or moments where I get frustrated or overwhelmed or tired and I that's just about being human and I, I want to make sure I, I share that so that other people don't, you know, feel alone and, and that we're all in this together. And how do you... How do you deal with those down moments when you're also trying to run a business, run this channel? You're obviously got your hands full with your gorgeous son Rocco and your two dogs. How do you, how do you fit all that in, and how do you kind of keep pushing through? Um, I guess I think being one thing is that being a single parent is you you have to pull it together for your child, and um, and that I think Rocco gives me you know gives me that. Um, inspiration to, 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 to be there for him. Um, but I also, I mean, I have a, an amazing network of girlfriends who are just incredible. Um, I, you know, if I'm having a meltdown, you know, I call one of my girlfriends, I say, oh, this is a 1-800-HELP-ME call. <laughs> and, and they do, and they're amazing. And they, you know, if they can, which is most of the time, they drop everything. If not, they say, I'll call you back as soon as possible. So my, I lean on my girlfriends a lot. And, um, I also try and um, I'm also, you know, close to my parents. Um, they've been, a, you know, an amazing level of support. The other – I had – last week I had about four or five horrendous nights with Rocco waking up four or five times a night. I was just a complete walking zombie. Um, you know, I, I just – I had to call my mum and say, can I come over and can you just watch Rocco for two hours while I try and sleep in? And I went into their spare bedroom and literally <laughs> closed the curtains, locked the door and, like, tried to sleep. But – um, I also try and maintain um, a healthy balance. Like I, I um, exercise at least three times a week. Um, as an, and if I don't exercise, it, it, I find it really does impact my energy levels, my concentration skills, my motivation, and my you know general headspace. Um, I try and eat reasonably healthy, majorly sweet tooth. But um, and uh, I also. I get up early in the morning. Most mornings I wake up at five and I, I do a lot of meditation, which um, I think is, is um, has been instrumental in helping sort of deal with sudden stresses that might get thrown my way. Yeah, I got, in, I got into the, um, the meditation probably about oh, maybe 12 to 18 months ago now. Mm. And um, yeah, it's really changed, changed me it, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, it's, inc it's incredible. And um, at dinner the other night with some girlfriends, we were, it's funny, we were, there was four of us and three of us meditate regularly. And, and we were all saying like how much, it, yeah, how much it's changed our lives. And, and one girl was saying, she goes, you know, someone might be saying something attacking you and saying something mean, but it's, it's almost like an out of body experience. They're saying those things, but it's not actually penetrating into you. Mm. Um, you, it's almost like you're watching ob objectively and, um, or as I like to sort of say, you it teaches you a sense of peace so that you um, act and not react. Mm. Um, so yeah. My problem is, is I completely agree with you and I get so frustrated at myself when I don't let that happen. Do you know what I mean? When I actually let mm. something penetrate and I'm just, yeah. it's like, no, Mike, you've been getting up early learning about <laughs> this. <laughs> Trust me, I have those moments where it penetrates. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but look, if you have, you know, even if you have one less moment in your day or week where you where it penetrates, that's a good thing. Mm. So, yeah, we can't be sort of walking around like being untouchable souls. Like, you know, we we 
we do ha all have our um, life traps or, or triggers. Um, we just got to be, I guess, aware of them and catch them. And, and, and the fact that you identified it, I think, is is really good. Yeah, I just wish I identified it beforehand, not after. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you said before that, um, and I, I love that phrase. I have a, a one eight hundred. What, what did you say? A 1-800 help me. <laughs> help, help me call, which is brilliant. Um, and you have your friends that are there for you. But I guess when I look at what you do, and it really is empowering, educating and inspiring people. Um, and they're kind of three words that really sum up what you do as well. And another word, another phrase that I've heard you say before that really jumped out at me and resonated with me was financial well-being. Mm. Um, and this is... Well, why don't you describe it for me? Okay, well, you know, we spend, um, you know, the whole idea of well-being has completely forgotten about financial well-being and it's so, our lives, whether we like it or not, do revolve around money. Like, um, and, you know, 30% of divorces end because of financial stress. Um, you know, and, and, you know, money, you know, can impact our health, um, uh, it, it can impact our careers. You know, I know I, you know, we all know people who are in jobs that they don't really like or aren't really passionate about because they have to because of, of their financial situation. Um, it, it's it's one area that you can um, actually control to a certain degree um, and use to your power to create, I guess, more harmony in your world. And you know, you think about we spend money on gym memberships to stay fit and healthy, and on personal trainers. Um, you know. From a spiritual perspective, we might go to a, a, attend a, a church or you know a religious group. Um, uh, we it, there's um, you know we spend money on quality food and ingredients. Um, we completely forget about the financial side, and it's it's one of the um, you know and we spend money on books, stimulating ourselves intellectually and and watching movies, things like that. It's the one area pillar, I guess, um, in overall um, it, it contributing pillar in overall happiness. And um, I think one, you know, when I look at my clients from SAS Financial who, um, you know, we've done some great things for their financial situations, they just, they have this sense of, I guess, peace. They have a higher vibration level, um, um, a greater, I guess, energy and, and just general calmness and positive attitude in life because it's, it's one less thing in their lives to worry about. And if you think about it, imagine if you didn't have to worry about money. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about like living, you know, this luxurious life of, you know, flying around in jets and extravagant holidays, but just not having to worry about money, knowing that your financial situation is in a peaceful place. It means you can spend more time with, you know, family and friends. You can spend more time improving your health and fitness. Um, you know, you can do the career or the business that you your, your heart's set on. Um, you know, it's um, spend more time helping people, spend more, t spend more money supporting charities. These are all things that give us back, you know, huge levels of, I guess, happiness and um, and pleasure and and may help make the world, a, um, you know, well, might be a better place if we were all in that mindset. And, you know, we can go to a gym to help our body and we can eat certain foods to, to kind of get fit and healthy. Are, mm. there, are there two or three things that we can really focus on from a, on a basic level for financial well-being? Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, my number one tip is stay out of personal debt. And when I say personal debt, that's debt things like personal loans, credit cards, car loans. Um, you know, if if and to a certain degree, home loans. If you're in debt, make a plan to get out of debt as quickly as possible. 
Um, the second thing is um, uh, set aside some money in savings. Um, in my YouTube videos, I recommend everyone has a life account um, and it's an account set aside for things in life that just happen or for those um, expenses that come through on an annual basis, you know, like, you know, your car insurance, they all might come through the, the one month and it's an expensive month and kind of cleans you out financially. Um, so have a set amount of money in a savings account for things that just happen, like car prangs, dental work, medical expenses. Um, so once you, so that you can have like peace of mind knowing if something, a drama happens or, you know, you can afford to pay it, you're not going to be reaching for the credit card and getting back into debt again. The next thing is, is once you've done that is to start um, not saving for your future, but actually investing in your future. Um, understand, you know, the level of risk that you're willing to take and the type of investments that are right for you and start, you know, investing, start building up, um, you know, putting money away and investing that money into your future and building up some sort of investment portfolio. And then my fourth and final tip is you know, get to learn your retirement savings plan, no matter where you are in the world, would it be a 401k plan or a Kiwi saver or a, a superannuation account? Um, it, you know, make sure you contribute to that account if you can. Um, understand, you know, the benefits of it because a lot of these retirement savings accounts have, you know, taxation benefits. Um, and they do have obviously some limitations as well, but get to learn them and, and use them to your advantage and, and incorporate them in your wealth ac accumulation journey. So yeah, that's my, I guess my four top um, tips to, to making some serious changes. <laughs> when it comes to saving, there's no amount is too small. And I guess mm. I, I, I say that leading into how you first got into investing, that story about how you used to just put your tip money mm. that you made from a, a bar job that you're working at in your top drawer. Yeah. Can, can, yeah. can, can you tell me that story? Okay. So I used to, when I was at uni, I worked um, part-time, um, you know, behind a, a bar. And I um, I would work long hours. Like I, I'd start at, so I think, like five or six, and I'd probably finish around sort of three o'clock in the morning. And I'd come home and I'd be exhausted. Um, I would, I, I don't smoke, but obviously it, those are the days where you could smoke in bars. I'd come home and I'd stink of cigarettes and I'd my hand, my hair and my nails and my hands. I'd just be sticky. Um, from all the sort of alcohol and spirits that I'd been handling all, all night. Mm. And I'd literally throw, I'd be exhausted. So I just like literally throw my tip money into my bedside table and, and not even think about it. And then, um, you know, I've, I worked at this bar for quite a long time. And one day I was studying for an exam and I was procrastinating. <laughs> I thought, oh, I should probably like count that money because it is starting to kind of overflow out of the drawer. Um, and it was all in being tipped money. It was all in sort of small denomination. Um, anyway, I realized, oh, God, there's quite a lot of money here. I better take it to the bank. And it's also taking up a lot of room in my drawer. I should probably get it converted into larger notes so it doesn't take as much space. And I went to the bank and got it all switched over into $100 notes. And at the time, this was before the Privacy Act had come in. But the bank, um, I didn't know this, but the, if you come in with small denominations, it's apparently a signal for drug money. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, they, they took a copy of my driver's license and, um, you know, changed it all over into hundred dollar notes. And, um, and I was quite overwhelmed with how much money, um, was there anyway, came home, didn't think anything of it. Later that afternoon, my dad came home and said, Kenna, where are you? I was like, Oh yeah. And I could tell I was in trouble. He's like, I'd just been at the bank and they asked me, do I have a daughter with a large amount of money? And so I said, 
I have a daughter, but she doesn't have a large amount of money. And they said, oh, yeah, she does. She just came in this morning and um, with, uh, I can't remember exactly how much money it was, but um, in small denomination, and we um, asked us that we change it into large $100 notes. Anyway, just thought we should let you know. We've given it to her. So my dad went absolutely mental at me saying, firstly, if we get robbed, that cash is not insured. That money is gone. And secondly, why is it sitting in your bedside table? Why is it not earning interest or why is it not invested? And that was the start of of my financial education. So the next day, Dad took me to the bank. We deposited the money um, into the, my personal account. And then within 48 hours, the money was actually invested. And um, I, you know, a few months later, I got my first dividend check and um I went to my dad and I was like, what's this? And he's like, it's check. And, you know, I sounded like a, you know, my, my poor dad must have really worried about all that money he spent on my education. Um, and I was like, hey, cool, what do I do? And I was like, well, I didn't do anything for this money. Like, why do I have, like, got it? Like, it's a, it's a check. Like, I didn't work for it. He's like, yeah, that's the whole point of investing, kind of like it's passive income. And I was like, well, cool, what do I do with it? And he's like, well, you've got two options. You can spend it if you want. But what I would think you should do is maybe um, bank it and then maybe reinvest it and, and buy more. And then I was like, oh, cool. So if I do that, will the check get bigger next time? And dad's like, yeah, that's the whole principle behind compounding interest. So I did that and, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I did nothing for this money. I didn't pull it, you know, work an extra shift or, um, you know, do anything for this money. And, and that was my, my, that was my powerful aha moment and I was like, oh, everybody should be doing this. This is great. Like I'm just a, an 18-year-old student that's that's just got her first dividend check and I was like, imagine if everybody did this in the world. They would be so much happier or have so much more freedom. So, And then that I literally, that was when I went, I got into it and I was like, this is what I want to do for my, for my career. Wow. Very cool. Um, you touched on minimalism before. And I just want to go back there because minimalism has had a huge effect on my life. Um, it, <laughs> it, it really was the catalyst for Inga and I, along with our four-year-old daughter, Andy, to you know, be able to pack, donate, and sell everything that we have back in Australia and, mm. and come on this little uh, year adventure that we're on at the moment, mm. um, attempting to house it our way around North America. Um, mm. Like you, we played the minimalism game. Um, and for those people that don't know about the game, pretty much you purge one thing out of your, your house on the first day, two on the second day, three on the third day for 30 days. Um, go and do it. It's amazing. The first two weeks are easy. The last two weeks are really hard. But it had a so hard. <laughs> it, 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 it was... I, I can't even describe, I honestly can't un articulate how good it was, but um, for me, it was really, really life-changing. Um, from a financial point of view, how has minimalism changed your relationship with money or, or if at all, changed your advice around money? Um, good question. Um, I think, I mean, minimalism basically has um, stopped me wasting money. And it's made me very much aware of um, the value of things. Um, uh, and I actually did a money minimalism challenge where I did it, went on almost like a financial fast. But, um, I mean, I got into, I fell into minimalism because I just felt so incredibly suffocated 
with so much stuff around me I, and I just wasn't able to concentrate and I found it incredibly overwhelming um, and I just realized I don't need all this stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's clutter, it's distracting, it's depleting my energy sources um, and I now, from a financial perspective, when I buy something, I look at it and go, do I really need this? Is it really, um, you know, is it something that's going to add value? Is it something I want to, you know, what I say is only buy things that you um, love, value, use and appreciate. And if it doesn't fit any of those four criteria, I don't let it enter my home. And, you know, minimalism is not something you just decide to do and that's it. Yeah. It's uh, You've got to constantly work on it because things creep back into your world and, and habits, you know, die hard. And um, I'm actually doing a mini minimalism vlog at the moment where I'm just doing it over 10 days just because since doing the 30-day the um, game, minimalism game, I've already found things are sneaking back in and, and also a couple of things, like things have sort of evolved um, in in my life with work and stuff like that and I've had to sort of, I've had to change a few things and allow a few things in. But it's, it's something you've got to constantly work on and it's it's not just, for me, in doing the, um, I guess, incorporating minimalism, it hasn't just been about having less stuff. It's actually been a lot, there's been a lot of emotional, I guess, discoveries and um awarenesses that I've um, uh, come across in in doing um, this challenge about things that are important to me and things that I value and um, and things that I don't value. Mm. Mm. It's been it's been quite a, an, an eye-opening um, experience for yeah. myself. And it's 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 interesting. It's not until you actually go through it that people then I've had friends that have done it mm. and then they go, I, I now understand what you meant, Mike. I now kind of get it. Um, mm. But uh, no, that's really interesting. Um, well, Kenna, I'm really conscious of your time. Uh, I know it's quite early there and, and Rocco's probably uh, about to wake up pretty soon if he's not already. Um, so I have one final question that I ask all my guests and that's to mm -hmm. describe your perfect day. Ah, oh, sleeping all day. <laughs> um, no, no, I, um, I guess, um, perfect day. I don't like, I'm quite an active person. Um, I, um, I like to try and fill my first half of my day with as many great things as possible. So, you know, getting up in the morning, um, doing, you know, some meditation, um, uh, then uh, taking my dogs and my son for a walk, um, grabbing um, some breakfast in a, in a great cafe um, with Rocco and the dogs, um, catching up with girlfriends and having, you know, a play date with the, with my girlfriends and their kids and Rocco. Um, and then um, maybe a little bit of, you know, shopping. Um, you know, I obviously without Rocco because he's my financial handy, uh, handy break when it comes to clothes shopping for myself. Um, but just, you know, just having a little peruse around my local um, retail shops um, where I live in Sydney, like these, um, even if it's just sort of window shopping is always, like, I find quite therapeutic. And then, um, you know, literally I'm just hanging out with my son and my friends and my and my family and, and um, my girlfriends and, and then maybe, um, you know, having, um, you know, quality time and having a, a beautiful meal in a nice restaurant um, with my friends and um, uh, home in bed by a reasonable hour. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Mm. It may be a little bit of if I get a break, if someone offers to 
to watch Rocco for an hour, maybe a quick opportunity to pop into the gym for a, a bit of a, a run on the treadmill. That would be nice as well. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kanner, um, and everything that you do to inspire and help people to create financial independence. It, it really is something special. I think the way that you have broken down everything, the way that you've made um, money, which can sometimes, or finance, sometimes be a boring topic, you've actually made it exciting and kind of broken it down. <laughs> I, I think it's really, really special. If people want to reach out to you via online what's the best online? way to see you well, um the best thing is um i offer skype consultations for people so um they can go to um sugar mama and it's the italian spelling of mama um dot tv and you can go to um skype you can go to there's a skype consultation button and you can just click on that and you can organize to have a, a private skype session with me um otherwise you can just you know email through the website um and obviously there's the YouTube channel, so I think there's about 85 or almost maybe even 90 videos um, uploaded on YouTube with, you know, covering a whole range of different subjects. So, you know, there's lots of information and, you know, I'm, I really want to um, ignite and make people realize the potential that exists within themselves to make amazing and significant and long-lasting impacts in their financial situation. And if, and if with those videos, if there was two or three kind of highlighted ones that you think, hey, here's where you need to start, or is mm. it really start from the beginning? Um, okay, if I think, well, I think about the top videos, um, obviously one, if anyone's in debt, how to get out of credit card debt, that's a really powerful one. Um, for, I, uh, one thing I'm really adamant about is people having the right attitude towards money. So um, I've done a, a variety of different videos about um, you know, talking about, I posted one last night about breaking through poverty and, but I talk about it from a mental poverty perspective mm -hmm. in, and, um, you know, getting people to stop making excuses and, um, uh, and stop sort of hang, like paying loyalty to their previous history with money and understand that your history is not, does not determine your future. So, or doesn't have to determine your future. So, um, probably breaking through poverty. I did a minimalism and money video as well, which is probably one of my number one, my most popular video. Um, I think it's had over 90,000 views or something um, crazy like that. And um, I, oh, let me think. Um, I've done some, I mean, I've, there's, God, there's so many, it's such a, a range. Yeah, I think um, that's good. Yeah. But that's so yeah, good. just, I guess, have a peruse through the library, <laughs> the yeah. video library on my channel, I guess. <laughs> Well, I'll make sure that all links um, to your website and YouTube and Instagram and everything is uh, in the show notes at liveimmediately.com. Um, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. 
Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.